So if you gathered a group of highly successful people together in one room, you would soon discover that they actually think very differently. While there's a ton of information out there about growth mindset, abundance mindset, lack mindset, my special guest today shares his thoughts on expanding your mindset from a consumer mindset to an investor mindset. Welcome to the Work Less, Profit More business podcast for accountants, lawyers, financial advisors, and other professional experts. I'm Diana Lidstone, business strategist and marketing catalyst known for my straight talk, no BS, and the simple strategies that get my clients awesome results so they can enjoy more joy, profit, and freedom from their business. Not long ago, I attended a real estate investing boot camp with my whole family, hosted by my special guest today, Alfonso Kudra. This boot camp was two days of education on real estate investing, or was it? In fact, there was as much mindset education as there was real estate investing education. And that's why I felt it was so important to have the godfather of real estate investing on my podcast. Welcome, Alfonso. Good to be here. We're going to work on changing that intro to, you said, lawyers, professionals, and we're going to add real estate investors in there. (laughs) Perfect. I love it. I love it. If you're not a real estate investor yet, maybe you have some sort of curiosity about being a real estate investor or investing a little bit in real estate or even expanding your current business, you're going to want to listen up because you know what? This is going to be a fun one. (laughs) (laughs) It certainly is. I'm not here to drop little nuggets. You know, people are like, are you going to drop some nuggets? I'm here to drop bombs, right? And we talked about it. You know, your audience, you have a beautiful audience and I want to make sure I can bring that value to them. I know you will. I know you will. First of all, I want to thank you so much for the education that you provided during your Wealth Genius two-day multifamily boot camp. But I also want to congratulate you on building such an amazing community because you've really done that. You've brought these people together. They follow you, but they also have this energy and this whole community feel. So I think that's really important. And, you know, in my coaching programs, I don't specifically say that I talk about mindset, but I often talk about shifting from what I call the chief everything officer, like that doer in your business, to shifting to becoming the visionary leader of your business. And really, that's a mindset shift. So your approach for real estate investing is also a shift in mindset, right? It's about, you know, you said get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, I never thought that I would be a leader, right? And it's so funny because I love personal development, right? I love leadership, personal development. And what happened was, I've always had a real estate portfolio. I mean, the reason I started in the education space, I wanted to teach people some of the strategies that I had learned, right? And how I created freedom in my life. So I started, you know, you got to shift your mindset. And I would have mindset workshops. I would have personal development workshops. And for whatever reason, you know, people weren't coming, right? No. (laughs) It's almost like if you had a book that said, you know, uh, you got to exercise, eat right, and then you're going to lose weight. No one wants to buy that book, right? Yeah. You want to buy the book that, oh, lose weight without going on a diet and and having to exercise, right? Boom. Bestseller, right? But when you read the book, it says, well, you got to eat right and exercise. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? And so the idea was I wanted to help people. And if I'm going to help people, you know, first of all, I need to give them a vehicle, right? And that vehicle is real estate. But nothing is going to change unless you change the mindset. So I gave them the vehicle. I brought them in through the real estate. But now that they're here and I got their attention, we got to work on the mindset, right? So the mindset piece has been the biggest portion of my growth, right? When people ask me, Alfonso, I want to get, I want to build a real estate portfolio. Like, what's the book that I need to read? What should I do? Like, what's the real estate book? And people are expecting me to suggest some sort of real estate book. It's really all about personal development. It's about shifting the mindset, leadership, sales, all the books that people don't want to read, right? (laughs) Uh, But that's what it is. I don't know how else to explain it. You know, if your mind is not ready to accept it, you will never have it. And you talk at this boot camp about, so I'm assuming this is, you know, how you go about things, but you ask people to set goals and then bigger goals, and you kept coming back to their goals. One of the things that I kind of chuckled about was this graphic that you showed, you know, this cartoon kind of thing. What gets in the way of your goals? So maybe you could speak to that for a little bit. You talked about, you know, several things that keep us yeah. you know, from achieving our goals. And it's not necessarily our fault. I'm a big believer in that people's lives are a direct reflection of the expectations of their peer groups. Change your peer groups, change your life, right? Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah. And so th- there's this graphic where someone is holding their goals in their hand, their dreams and their goals. And in front of them are all the challenges, all the people, all the naysayers, all the things that are going to be in your way, like family members, fear, you know, friends, society, all of these things. So ultimately, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to try to get in your way. And the only person truly, truly, truly that can get in your way is yourself, right? You have the ability to make decisions in your life. You have the ability to choose your peers. You can choose the people that you surround yourself with. And if people around you are telling you it's not possible, that can't be done, then you've clearly outgrown your circle. And so you have to go out and search for the people that are going to support you and help you move forward, level up, right? Yeah. So I think some of our listeners can probably relate to that. I know I can. So if I look back to when I started my coaching business, you know, almost 10 years ago, I would go to all of these networking events and, you know, lots and lots and lots of them, probably one, two, three a week. I was driving here and there and whatever. But when I wanted to level up my business, I realized that a lot of those networking events no longer served me. And so I had to, you know, kind of look at them again and go, okay, I got to let those go. I got to let those go. And every time I level up in my business, I go, oh, that no longer serves me. And, you know, I'll speak for myself that sometimes that's a hard decision to make, right? It's hard to say, ooh, you know, those are nice people, but they're just not my people now. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You know, you're going to be growing. There's stages, right? Yeah. And when you start, and most people don't notice that the people around you are very much like you. You know, you're the average of the five you spend the most time with. You have the average mindset, you know. And what I feel is a lot of people limit themselves, right? Because of their surroundings, because they're influenced by the people around them, right? And especially with real estate, 
of course, people can dabble. Anybody can dabble in real estate, buy a house. You know, they go see a realtor and they buy a duplex or a triplex. But what I want to teach people is how to change their lives, right? How to use real estate as a vehicle to create ultimate freedom in your life. There's no way you can even step up to larger properties or make sense of any of this unless your mindset changes first. And so once you've changed your mindset and you go back to the same group of people, it doesn't work, right? You have to <laughs> find a new community that supports that mindset because you can come to my boot camp for two days and your mindset could be expanded. But the second you go back and talk to your coworker, no, that's not possible. You contract once again. Right. Exactly. So the idea is get around people that support these types of ideas that have the same mindset. Then you cultivate that and then you expand, expand, expand. Hey, Diana here again. If you're enjoying this episode or any episodes for that matter, I'd be so appreciative if you'd show me some love by heading over to the podcast app on your phone, search for Work Less, Profit More. You'll come across my picture, tap on it, scroll down till you see tap to rate. Choose the five stars and leave your takeaways, comments, and feedback. I'd be ever so grateful. All right, Alfonso, let's get back to this conversation about consumer mindset versus investor mindset. Well, there's certain standards in society, what everyone's pursuing. For example, the way I grew up, my mom said, you know what, all you got to do is get an education, you know, get a good job, get yourself a mortgage and get a family and everything is going to be. Ooh, that, sounds, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, that's what society says, you know, society is pushing everyone to pursue average. Right. And of course, having a beautiful family, having a great education, having a home, these are all great things. Right. And the thing is, everyone is pursuing average, but everyone is now realizing that they want above average results. We live in an economic planet. Things cost money. Right. People are living paycheck to paycheck, not realizing, you know, they're one emergency or, you know, one COVID, one world, you know, event away from losing everything, right? And it's not their fault. It's not their fault. They did everything right. And so we live on an economic planet and what supports that is consumerism, right? The pursuit of stuff. And so the consumer mindset and the reason I came up with all of this and it kind of hit me hard because I realized that I was a consumer. I was very much a consumer when I launched my first business. I was 21 years old and I was very successful in my business, but then I almost lost everything. And so I had to reflect on my life and I said, how is this possible, right? Well, when I looked at how I was spending my money, my mindset of what I thought were the things that were valuable, this was just stuff, right? And so the consumer mindset, you know, says that you make money and buy stuff. And that's simply how it is, right? You make money, you buy a house. You make money, you get a car. And by the way, what people do is they want that instant life. 
So it's all on payments, right? So the house yeah. is on payments, the phone is on payments, the computer's on payments, the furniture's on payments, the car's on payments, the university reserved for your kids is on payments. Everything is on a monthly payments. Your insurance is on payments. So what happens is we all become slaves to this monthly payment. Like, am I going to be able to make all of my payments at the end of the month, right? What the investor mindset does is put you in a different situation, delayed gratification, right? So instead of buying all the stuff, by the way, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of stuff, right? It's just when you buy it, it's where that stuff comes in, right? Most people tend to buy that stuff with after-tax dollars, right? They work so hard for that money and they're getting taxed almost 50% on that money and they go buy stuff with that money. What you need to do, what I suggest you do, is invest your money. So the investor mindset says you take money and you invest it into income producing assets that produce more money. That money that comes in, you buy even more income producing assets. And those income producing assets are going to produce even more money, which in return, you're going to buy even more income producing assets. And so already you can see the difference, right? The investor mindset is going to take all of their money and reinvest it, reinvest it, reinvest it. And at the end, they're going to end up with a portfolio of income producing assets. Then you buy the stuff, (laughs) but by then you might not want it. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, that's crazy, right? Let's take an example of this and let's talk about, you know, real estate. So you know, buying a house, which is what most people aim for, would you consider that a consumer or an investor mindset? Depends when you buy it, right? I'll give you an example. You met my daughter. Yes. You know, she grew up in this consumer world, right? And she's a a millennial. She's a millennial, right? She's 27. Yeah, there we are. You know, her whole life, like, look who her dad is, right? But it goes in one ear, out the other. Right. And uh, all she wanted was a kick ass condo. Right. She saw herself, you know, living like the Kardashians and this condo with this beautiful view and, you know, you know, granite countertops and all of this stuff. Right. And I said, honey, that's a great vision. Right. That's a great dream. I mean, everyone yeah. deserves to pursue things that they like. Right. Exactly. But how about this? How about we build your portfolio, you know, where you have income producing assets that can actually pay for that condo. Right. And so that's what she did. You know, her first deal was an eight unit apartment building. Her second deal was a five unit apartment building. She's working on multiple different deals. Now she's built a portfolio, right. Of income producing assets. And then just the other day I asked her, you still want that kick-ass condo? She's like, dad, that doesn't make any money. (laughs) So the idea is it's not that a house is bad. And by the way, if you have no concept or you haven't been introduced to investors or in the investor mindset, you know, if you're a consumer, which 96% of the people are, you know, my advice would be buy a house, you know, because as a consumer, that's the only way to create forced savings. I love that. Yeah. And so it's not that the house is bad. And if you're content and you're happy and you're fulfilled, you don't need to be an investor. This is not a conversation for you. Right. But if you don't like your job, if you want more, if you want to take more trips, you want to create freedom, then you have to become an investor. 
right? And so priority should be for your money to be working for you. And so what happens is people have all of this equity in their house, right? They feel safe, but the money's doing nothing. They still go to a job and work their behinds off to go and pay for this house and the car payment and the credit cards and the cars and the keeping up with the Joneses. And they're a slave to that job. They can't leave that job because they have all this stuff, right? And so if you want freedom, you create a portfolio that creates income so you don't have to work. And that's called delayed gratification, right? Like not everyone is willing to do that. And that's fine, right? But if you want more, then there's a clear path, right? You don't have to live that way. No. And I think that's the thing is that that's where the mindset comes in is opening your mind to different ways of doing things. You might be stuck in a rut right now. So a lot of my clients are you know, the overworked, let's say accountant or whatever, and they're just like on this hamster wheel and they just can't see how it's possible to live some other way. And I think that's where the mindset comes in is there are other ways. And if you're open to looking at them, there's many other ways, right? My mentor, my first mentor, he told me that, and it blew my mind. He said, someone working at McDonald's can end up wealthy. I was like, how's that possible? Right? Well, usually whatever your income is, that will be your lifestyle, right? But if you're working at McDonald's and you reduce your cost of living, so you have something, anything available for investing, and you can have that money work for you over time, that accumulates into bigger investments that eventually you can now replace that McDonald's income or whatever. And then you can now pursue more investments. And so people are, they want that insta life and they become slaves to it. And then now they identify with it, right? Like there's people that are flat broke, flat broke, but they're house rich. They got a multi-million dollar house. They got the Mercedes. They got all the toys, all the fun stuff. So when you look at it, it's like, whoa, this is what we want, right? This life is what we want. When you look closer, you realize these people are up to here in debt. And you know what? I've sat down with people You know, like they're in a situation. I've sat down with people that are making $400,000 a year. And and they're they're still broke. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, look, how bad does it hurt? Right. And are you willing to do what you have to do when you have to do it? No questions asked. Meaning sell the house. You got $2 million in the house. You know, that's not doing anything for you. Shift. Let's create a shift here. But the mind says, what's my neighbor going to say? What's my family going to say? The fear of judgment. You know, driving from a Mercedes Benz to a regular car in the meantime, in the short term, so you can get this money working for you. So then that money is going to provide that lifestyle, you know, so it's hard for people to make that shift into being an investor. I'm not a big believer on, you know, living within your means. You have to expand your means, right? Expand your means so then you can buy all the fun stuff. There's nothing wrong with the boats, the this, the that, Mercedes, all that stuff. It's just when you buy it. Yeah. And I think the other thing is you hit upon, I just want to talk about that for a second, is that, you know, shifting your mindset doesn't happen overnight. Exactly. (laughs) It's a process. It's a journey. And I always say to, you know, my client and in business, whatever it's in, you know, new level, new devil. 
So as you're going through this journey, you're going to hit some obstacles and those obstacles are going to, you know, create more fear, more judgment. And then you have to deal with those and then you have to move on to the next. So it is a journey. It is a journey. And you have to be ready, right? You know, there's a reason why people win the lottery, right? So for example, the couple that I just described, 400,000 massively in debt and they're broke. If those people won the lottery, it would be 10 times worse right? Because they're still consumers, right? And, and they're so going to they, be broken, give them two years and they'll be broke exactly, again. Exactly. You know? And so to, I'm not saying this to make people feel bad, right? Again, if you have a house and you have a Mercedes and you're happy and fulfilled, you don't need to listen to me, right? No. I'm yeah. only speaking to the people that are looking for freedom, right? People that are ready to change something in their life. If for whatever reason you're listening to this or you're watching this and you're like, well, I kind of resonate with what this guy is saying, right? Then those are the people that I'm speaking to, right? And those are the people that are ready to make that shift, right? To the investor mindset where they can have their money working for them instead of working for the money, right? Where they can focus on the return on investment versus focusing on the cost of things. People run around life, you know, they limit their life based on costs because they need to consume, but now they go and consume, you know, things on sale. Like they buy things on sale and now it's like an addiction, right? And they go to Costco, buy toilet paper in bulk and put it all in the garage because it's on sale. I was watching a show on TLC. It's like extreme coupon. I don't know. I can't remember the name, but it's like people that collect coupons. Yeah, And you won't believe it. These people have figured out strategies, how to get all of this stuff for free, right? Extreme couponing or something. But I'm like, these people are so industrious right? They figured out ways how to have uh, stockpiles of stuff. If they would just apply that energy to build a portfolio in that time, these people would be completely free and they can buy whatever they want. Yeah. Their mindset is, you know, if I can use the word narrow and they don't see the possibility of the way out. I mean, this has been a great conversation. I think you and I could talk about this for a long time, but any last words for the listeners, any last thing that you want to share, Alfonso? I would say, you know, just the same way we started, community. Get around the people that have the results that you are looking for. But make sure those people have the real results. They're not just showing the results, but they have real actual results. You know, you're the average of the five you spend the most time with. People's lives are a direct reflection of the expectations of their peer groups. Change your peer groups, change your life. So look for people that can level you up. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy man and we're going to put some contact information in the show notes so that everybody can be in touch with you, be in touch with Wealth Genius, your expand. So I really, really, truly appreciate it. So thank you again. Thank you for listening to the Work Less, Profit More Business Podcast. And until next week, remember, you can do this. Bye for now. 